And now it's time for the UP's favorite live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, presented by John's Auto Marquette. Here's Blake Froling. What's going on, Marquette? Thanks so much for joining us here on The Sports Pen. We're presented by John's Auto Marquette. I'm Blake Froling. We've got Jake Durant in studio from Local 3. It's a busy day on the show. It's a great day. A great day for you. Absolute great day. Of all the days of the summer, because we're still technically in summer, doesn't feel like it. Is this the best one? This might be the best. This might be the the best day. This is a day that I've been waiting for. A day I knew that was going to happen, and you know, I'm just I'm just happy it's finally here. So we will get to that. Why Jake is so happy? Just a moment. Later on the show, we'll hear from enemy volleyball coach Mike Lozier. They are undefeated, about to play the number one team in the country. We'll get to our college football preview series. Finish that up because football is back, right? of course. Talk a little high school football as well. Uh, get to all of that. Uh, some Red Wings talk with Henrik Zetterberg. The latest updates on him. First, though, the reason why Jake is so happy. It's twofold. You want to start first with the big one? Let's do the big one. Okay. Aaron Rodgers officially inked. Mm. He is a Packer for the long-term future. A record-breaking four-year $134 million extension. Big time money right here. Four years, over $100 million. I mean, he deserves it in my eyes. I knew it was going to be – obviously, we knew he was going to be the highest paid player. Um, I knew it was coming. A lot of people were saying, oh, he's going to be out of Green Bay. There's no way he was going to leave Green Bay in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of interested to just see uh, kind of the in-depth details about this. Oh, I got him. We'll start reading him because they don't want – the thing is with him, and I know a big discussion point was they didn't want to kind of strap the Packers to where they couldn't add anybody and things like that um, to kind of, you know, be able to get some players in here to keep that Super Bowl window alive. But um, I feel like you're going to tell me different, maybe. These numbers are just absurd. Here, I'm just going to read the whole tweet from Adam Schefter. Okay. Aaron Rodgers' new deal with the Packers will be with 176 to $180 million total. Per source, so that includes the money he has left in what does he have two years left? Mm-hmm. So that's with that in t- included. Big feature is cash flow, sixty-seven million dollars before end of calendar year, over eighty million dollars before St. Patrick's Day next year, one hundred three million dollars practically guaranteed per source. Oh, wow. I, I just can't. I can't. I'm just sitting here trying to fathom how he must be feeling. That's insane. That's like mind blowing. I can't. I know a lot of people out there can't even wrap their head around that. I can't. That's insane. Those how much? The, how much money these players get paid is insane. Some of those guaranteed numbers I've never seen before. I just don't get it. Like, how, how is this going to continue in the NFL where players just keep one upping each other, one upping each other? Well, it's just because the value of the league and the it's revenue insane, of the league dude. is going to go up. Those salaries are proportionate to the league revenue. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Insane. It's. It, I just hope you know that the Packers have a plan to to keep bringing guys in. I mean, you no more Khalil Mack, that's for sure. Right. I don't think they were really going to ever go. They're just not a. They're not an organization to just go and do that. Right. Um. They might as well. They might as well just keep their two number uh, first round draft picks, and just add to. I like what they got going right now. Obviously, you have Rodgers there now. Uh, maybe that'll drive some some uh, veteran guys over there. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, some people like to just say, okay, I'm gonna go play with Rodgers in Green Bay. Don't really like Green Bay, but we're gonna go there and play with him anyways because he's he's one of the best. 
that's just amazing, man. Wow. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I knew it was coming. I'm, 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 happy, I'm happy it's here. Packer fans out there are probably happy it's here. I know you're not happy it's here, but. Yeah. I knew this day was going to come. Four years. Four more years. Huh? I always joked about how he was going to walk, and he hated the Packers, and always made these comments. Just trying more to, if I say it enough, maybe it would happen. Just trying to convince myself. But I knew the whole time this deal was getting done. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to mostly antagonize right. Packers fans. It eventually just didn't work. Yeah. Wow. Oh, congrats. That's crazy. It must have been frustrating for him to see uh, two quarterbacks. He was basically the third highest paid quarterback in the NFC North Mm -hmm. behind Stafford and Kirk Cousins. That had to be so frustrating to him. It it probably was. And, you know, he's been waiting. Good things come to those who wait. Um, And he's done everything he's needed on the field. Obviously, was injured last year, but... Um, without Aaron Rodgers, you know how important he is to that team. Mm-hmm. That team is nothing. That team is one of the worst teams in the league. We saw it last year. So he deserves every penny in my eyes. And um, that's just insane. I can't get over that. I can't get over those numbers. I'm I'm still blown away. I'm, 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 it now makes sense why it took so long. Mm-hmm. Because, because they wanted to make it, I think, front-loaded, it's, it seems like, mm-hmm. so that the cap hit wouldn't be enormous in the next couple of years. Right. You, you want the cap hit to be proportionate to how good he is basically so yeah he still might be great when he's 38 but do you want a 30 million dollar cap hit when he's 38 no no you don't so this it looks like this is how it's structured i mean this stuff is so complicated i know i don't even know uh right now he his cap hit for 2018 is 20.8 million dollars which is 14th among quarterbacks and i think if it were me I would be frustrated, not just because, I mean, $20.8 million is amazing. Right. And it's not like he's just greedy and is mad that he's not making a lot of money. It's just that based on his value, it is so short of his value. And then seeing those other quarterbacks getting that, it's almost like a status symbol that he feels like he has has earned, but just until now hasn't had. Mm-hmm. And now he has it. And it's, like I said, it's well-deserved. Mm-hmm. He should be the highest paid player in the league. He should be the highest quarterback mm-hmm. in the paid quarterback in the league, and uh, you know the Packers Super Bowl window is right there. Will they get another one? That is the question. I don't know. I think this defense is actually getting better though. Oh, well, but that's the bis- that's always been the missing key in the last couple of years. And when 2011, when they won it, they had a really good defense. You know that, that defense would score points. That's what they need this year. These young guys, these young corners, I think are playmakers. Um, obviously, the linebacking uh, core is an issue. And things like that, but I think, I think they might get one in the next few years, man. I just, I just have a feeling. Okay, we also have part two of your extra special great day. It gets even better, folks. You went kind of through a roller coaster of emotions today. Your quarterback, your quarterback, Brett Hundley, no longer a Packer, mm-hmm. traded to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I woke up. It was a gloomy day. Kind of felt like fall. I was, you know, down a little bit. Didn't have any coffee. Feeling, feeling pretty sad. <laughs> Had a long day yesterday. I was still tired, you know, still sleepy. Went on my phone, as you know, most of us do. We wake mm-hmm. up. First thing we do is grab our phone, go on to ESPN, and I see Hunley traded to the Seahawks. Instant, instant <laughs> gratification, instant happiness, man. Um, you know, Hunley did a lot of good things last season, but he did a lot of bad things. Um, I think we kind of saw the ceiling of Hunley. He was there. He's, he's not an option when somebody goes down long term. He might be able to patch up and play a game or two, but 
um, I think we just saw the ceiling with him. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm happy for the trade. I think Deshaun Kaiser, I, I don't really know how, how much better he is, but at least there's some optimism there. Um, but I went and saw Hunley play live. And um, I know we wanted to talk about the receivers not being able to get open and this offense is kind of, you know, not, not running the way it should be. But what I was seeing live that you don't see on TV is there were receivers open a lot of the times. And Hunley was just one of those guys who would get to his first read and then he'd be scrambling to the sideline, and he's not Aaron Rodgers. You know, not a lot of people are, and he he can do really do anything with it. He's athletic, but he's not, like, can get by guys uh, on a consistent basis. So um, I just think it, that right there kind of sealed it for me. I, I just knew he wasn't the answer, and obviously Green Bay knew he wasn't the answer after that season. Um, that was kind of disappointing for Huntley. That was his opportunity, and mm-hmm. unfortunately he, he wasn't able to get it done. Yeah, there was no situation where he, I'm sure he, when he came in, he's probably like, "Oh, this is my chance to take over, take take Rogers' job." And no, that was not even close. And and he did hit his ceiling. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. He's not. I don't think he's getting any better. You know, you, you've got you you know what you have with him, right? And I mean, Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, you hope his confidence is there. He I think he went like zero and fifteen with the Browns or something. Yeah. So so you know, but he he showed sparks. I think with that third quarterback. Uh, you know, position in the preseason. He was finding guys and things like that. I just think I think his ceiling is a little bit higher right now. So I would rather see him come in and, and like I said, at least I'm like, okay, let's see what we can get from him. I don't really know. Maybe he can do something mm-hmm. rather than Hunley come in and be like, okay, here we go again um, and, and things like that. So, yeah, I was kind of happy to, to see Hunley go. Thank you, Hunley. Um, good luck in the future. <laughs> he can go back up Russell Wilson now maybe. And, uh, yeah, let's get, let's get moving. If you're the Seahawks, why – does Brett Hundley look like an enticing option to you? Honestly, I don't really know what the Seahawks are doing anymore. You know, they got rid of their whole defense. Um, they built that team, that team they had there, um, that really good team that made it to the Super Bowls. Um, they were kind of like these degenerate players, um, kind of had a chip on their shoulder, you know, kind of did it a different way, you know, finding diamond in the rough players. And I think that's kind of what they're doing in this rebuild a little bit. They're saying, hey, we did it before. We were able to, to put together a really good team, um, you know, later on in the draft and things like that, signing guys. Um, so I think that's kind of what they're doing. Um, I don't expect Seattle to be very, very good this year. They're going to be terrible. They're going to be pretty bad. Obviously, they're in a rebuild now. Um, but I still I don't really know what they're doing. I mean, good thing they wanted Hunley, I guess, but I don't know. I don't are, even, I don't, they, will Hunley stay there? I don't know. Are they saying he's maybe a similar type quarterback to Russell Wilson? I don't even think – you know, people say he's a dual-threat guy, but – I didn't think he was that great as a runner either. You know, he's not going to blow you away. Yeah, he didn't strike fear in me when he was, you know, running out of the pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, and like I said, he didn't have that breakaway speed where he could get the edge and then you know make make a guy miss. You know, he he just didn't seem like he had that next level of athleticism. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they thought they could work with him. Hey, all they needed, all the Packers needed, was one team to just want him. Right? So they got, they got I, rid of him. I'm surprised they got a sixth round pick. Out right. of it. I think they've kind of uh, made made out good with that one. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I thought they could, the Seahawks would throw in maybe a, a kicking tee or maybe a, a game football that they could use. That that would be probably the equivalent of, and I still would have said the Packers would have won that trade. Yeah, right. I, I think the Packers were just kind of looking like, before the season gets going, let's just make this official, get him out of mm-hmm. here, so Kaiser can kind of, you know, get revved up for the season. I hope I don't even see Kaiser. Well, that's Obviously. the idea, right? You know, I, I don't. So this, is, I don't really, you know, whatever. I, I hope I don't have to. I going into the season when Hunley was there, I was like, I don't want to see Hunley. I don't want to see Kaiser, and and the guy uh, 
Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. Well, Tim- that's the interesting wrinkle to this is hearing some of the stories and quotes that the main reason they did this trade is because they liked Tim Boyle as the their third string guy. They weren't going to keep four quarterbacks, so someone had to go, and they just traded four Kaisers. So they weren't going to trade him again. So Hundley was the odd man hey, out. Maybe Tim Boyle's the answer in the future. Maybe. Well, they, How old is Tim Boyle? Is he, I don't if, know. if you said he was 20, I wouldn't be surprised. If you said he was 40, right. I also would not be surprised. He seems like one of those guys that might have just been around and, and has finally worked his way into maybe a, a roster spot. Maybe. He, was, he didn't play against the Raiders, mm-hmm. which was interesting. I'm trying to look this up here. Who knows if he even has a page on ESPN. All right. Tim Boyle. <laughs> I don't know where he went to school. I know, I know nothing. 23 years old. From Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky. So seems like one of those schools. Hey, it's he seems like maybe one of those guys that, you know, like I said, Diamond in the Roughs. You know, Tony Romos, maybe. Yeah, close. He I was was he Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois. Yeah, pretty similar. Yeah, close enough. Right. Well, the, they also mentioned Taysom Hill, uh, the the backup they had last year, and they lost him to the Saints. Listen, I was a big Taysom Hill Hill fan out of BYU. He was a playmaker. I'm telling you that that guy. I, th- I think I even said it on the show. I like he, he was athletic. He was sneaky athletic, mm-hmm. um, and he was tough, gritty, you know. And he made plays. I really liked him. That, that was unfortunate. I was really sad to actually see him go. But um, who knows? Maybe if he was around when Rodgers went down, he might have maybe filled in there. I thought he would have, or at least once Hundley started to struggle, they would have had a legitimate mm-hmm. option in Hill behind exactly. him. Hill was a, Hill was a guy though that was always injured as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a p- tough part. I actually mm-hmm. read a story. I think it was. His, halfway through last season with the Saints where they thought Hill was going to be the heir to Drew Brees. That's how much they liked him. I could see that. Yeah, that's pretty similar. I think they kind of mirrored each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was a good enough thrower, but I know he's more athletic than Drew Brees. Right. Well, for sure. So good day for Packers fans. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's an overwhelming cheer for this trade? Is anybody going to miss Brett Hundley? I don't think anyone's going to miss Brett Hundley. If you do miss Brett Hundley, then you did not watch a Packer game last season. Um, I say it's a good day. I will miss him. I know you'll miss him. <laughs> he was 23 of 37 for 263 yards, touchdown and interception in the preseason. It's not bad. Not bad. I mean, I think he had like 12. That's the thing. He was throwing picks. Yeah. And, you know, anytime you got a quarterback throwing picks last season. 12 you know, picks last 12, year. 12 picks. Nine, I think he threw nine touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but the picks were just awful, like just unnecessary, a lot of those. Just throw the ball away. Right. Just mental, mental issues. Like yeah. the game was too fast for him. Like mm-hmm. he couldn't, he just couldn't handle it. Yeah, and two of his wins, I think it was he three and six. Two of his wins were overtime. I was at one of the wins, right? And it wasn't him. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, Dean uh, Dean Lowry picked up a fumble and ran it back. That's right. And uh, Jameis Winston just basically gave Green, Green Bay the game, the game I was at. Mm-hmm. I'm talking. I, I don't know. Jameis Winston looked like really bad when I was there. I don't know what was up with him. He had a shoulder problem last year. Oh, he did have a shoulder problem. He was on my fantasy team, so that's how I know. Right. Yeah. That. But. That's what I mean. The wins that Hundley did get, it wasn't because of him. Right, exactly. And then, yeah, the run game had ended with Aaron Jones uh, in overtime, Mm -hmm. the Bucs game that I went to, uh, running it in. So, yeah. See, there you go. When we come back, we will discuss the future of Red Wings captain Hendrik Zetterberg. Stick with us here on the Sports Pen. Now back to the Sports Pen. Here's Blake Froehling. Play the $100,000 pigskin payday all season long at Ojibwe Casino, Barriga, and Marquette. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Sports Pen. Blake Froling, Jake Durant with you. We're presented by John's Auto Marquette. Uh, we're going to do a quick whip around of a couple sports here. Start first with hockey. We've been following the Henrik Setterberg saga, I guess you can call it by now. Will he play? Won't he play? What's the latest? 
there was a report, a Swedish report, uh, by hockey writer Per Bjerman, I think. Sounds right to me. Per, per Bjerman. Yep. That sounds Swedish. Yeah. Right? Uh, said that he was going to have to miss Red Wings training camp at the start of the season. Zetterberg confirmed that to The Athletic uh, in an article posted today. Uh, a couple quotes. He said, quote, every time I try to ramp it up, I get symptoms and have to scale back. You can't do much surgically on it. It is what it is. They took away part of my disc in my back. Mm. You can't add another disc, unquote. Does not sound too good. Not not good at all, especially you're talking about the, the back. I strained my back a month ago, and I couldn't walk for two weeks. <laughs> like, I'm serious. That's, that's what happens when you get older, Blake. You'll, you'll realize it one day. Um, it, it's, it's unfortunate. Obviously, a team that is kind of in rebuild mode. Um, Zetterberg was a cornerstone for the, for the Wings for so long. Um, you know, was a great scorer, um, had a, has had a great career. Um, but all good things must come to an end. Players' careers do end at some point. Every player will have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Zetterberg, he's not wanting to go out without a fight. So it's kind of going to be interesting to see what he wants to do. I think he's going to be leaning, obviously leaning more towards not coming back. Um, you know, great career, amazing career, definitely one a really good Red Wing player um, in history, and um, I, I just think, you know, it's the back. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, he's he's had this same injury since 2014. He got at the Sochi Olympics. But what's crazy is despite having this debilitating back problem, he hasn't missed a game in three years. Played and they've been game. able to manage the pain and not have him practice and things like that. Yeah. But it seems like it's finally catching up to him. Yeah, you know, reading uh, the article, I think, on the free press, he was talking about how it was such a struggle, um, you know, 2018. Anytime you're talking about, you know, it getting harder and harder to play, Meant more mentally taxing on you. Um, and sometimes your body just falls apart. Mm-hmm. And he's played a lot of minutes. Um, so I, I don't know. I just think it's 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 there. Yeah, it's in writing, kind of. I I also, if I were him, I wouldn't want to go out there less than a hundred percent and have the last memory of my career being struggling on the ice. You know, maybe a step or two slow, getting beat, not scoring as much versus when you've had such a great career even last season i think he was second on the team in points mm-hmm. i i think that's a decent way to go out and especially with the team being so bad if this was a contending team that's what, with yeah. the stanley cup hunt i think he would do everything possible to get back even if it meant not playing as much but still playing but with the rebuild mode it's almost like what's the incentive exactly exactly the team obviously rebuild mode you know collecting young players you know focusing in in kind of directing things at these young players to kind of lead the team. Like you said, there's been a lot of players that hang on too long, and it's just kind of sad. Um, but if I was an athlete, I'd want to go out, you know, with some sort of dignity and, and mm-hmm. kind of mentally good note. Uh, at least, you know, I was, I was a little bit, you know, on top a little bit and not just struggling in, in, in old age and hurt. Right. I mean, how, how often do we see that in sports? You don't want to go on the ice, you know, with a str- something wrong with your back and get hurt even worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's such a dangerous area where if you can have permanent damage, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's going to screw you up for the rest of your life. So you have to be careful. The Athletic uh, did a projection model for all 31 NHL teams. Red Wings projected to finish 31st. But do you know who was projected to finish 31st last year? No. The Vegas Golden Knights. And they went to the Stanley Cup. That's true. So does that mean the Red Wings are going to Stanley Cup? 
I don't know, man. The, the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights had a lot of players coming from a lot of directions, so they they just got lucky and it, the pieces fit. You kind of know what you have with the wings. Yeah, which um, is but I'm gonna fair. say I'm gonna say the wings will go to the Stanley Cup. Okay, all right. That's, that's... I do like the young talent they have. They have a lot of playmakers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're at least collecting talent. Right. Obviously, it's a process. It um, will be more fun watching them lose than it was last year, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Uh, who they got? Zadina, Philip Zadina, Michael Zedina. Rasmussen. Yeah, they had a good good draft. Mm-hmm. One of the better drafts. So at least they're not just su- stuck in the mud like the Detroit Pistons. Ouch. You, you just had to slide that in, right? Had to. Always. So that's that's the Red Wings update. It looks like Zetterberg is done. Let's switch over to a completely unrelated topic, NMU Volleyball. Ooh. Off to a hot start, 4-0 to start the season. And they will be welcoming the number one team in the nation on Thursday. Ooh. Big showdown, Minnesota Duluth. Minnesota Duluth. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to that one. Yes. Um, obviously, NMU, their, their volleyball team last year, um, very good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a disappointing loss to Tech there um, to end the season. But they, had, they, did loss, they did lose two All-Americans. But, you know, I went and did a preview, very high. Uh, Mike Lozier, the head volleyball coach, very high on who has returning. Uh, some of the, the freshmen coming in, um, pushing the team for sure uh, for playing time. So, you know, a lot of talent. I think he's, he's kind of building some momentum in the program. 4-0. and I think uh, Maggie Leibick was named the tournament MVP in Illinois there. Um, so, I mean, they, I, it feels like they have a lot returning and things like that. going to be interesting to see. This will be a good test to kind of see where they're mm-hmm. at. I think if you can even, you know, play with uh, Minnesota Duluth, I think that's a good thing. Um, but I kind of like the, the team. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I, I like this team. So we caught up with Coach Lozier at his press conference yesterday. Here's just a couple clips of what he had to say. I thought I thought 3-1 and one maybe. Uh but I mean, I, I thought we had the potential to do it, but you know, realizing that potential, uh, I thought was a tall order for us. But uh, we did, and in preseason, we never played anybody but ourselves, so there was no real measuring stick in what we were going to be like against other competition. Uh, but after the first set, uh, you kind of realized, okay, we're kind of for real. We're doing if we do the things that we need to uh, the right way often enough, we're gonna we're gonna be pretty good, and. They showed that, so it was a fun weekend to be a part of and to see a team kind of emerge from just a bunch of players that you know some had been sitting on the bench last year. We added a couple new players to see them all kind of come together and play at that high high of a level was a lot of fun. Well, the first thing you know, Chris and I had to do was realize that we don't have the same players we had last year. Uh, we graduated some some players that were starters, and uh, we were replacing them with different people that had different strengths, and we had to. Uh, make sure that we were adapting to those strengths. So we changed our defensive scheme uh, and we changed the speed of our offense. We sped it up a lot. And we had only been training with it for about a week and a half. And so you don't really know in a week and a half if they're going to be able to actually produce it in a match situation when the stakes are a lot higher. And we did that. Defensively, our our success rate when we ran uh, the defensive scheme we needed to was was extremely high. And, And same with our offense. When we were running at the speed we're capable of playing at uh it's really hard to stop i mean it's the equivalent of you know running a no huddle offense in, in football like if you're running it fast enough uh, teams don't have an opportunity to get set and uh you take advantage of that expectations for the weekend are that uh we're going to compete super hard in front of a home crowd uh we're fortunate to get four matches in two days at home uh which not a lot of teams get and uh yeah i, I think it's just continuing to work after every match we won uh we talked about how 
we need to continue to work at getting better. You can never be complacent, especially this early in the season. We're nowhere near where we should be uh, come November. So just working on getting better every day. We had an incredible practice yesterday. The girls were working super hard, even though it was like 100 degrees in the gym. Uh, and uh, the nice thing is that our second match of the tournament is against uh, Minnesota Duluth, who just was named the number one team in the country. Uh, so we're going to get a real idea of where we are, where we measure against uh, the best team in the country. And if our aspirations are to compete at that high of a level, uh, we should be playing really hard and, and hoping to come out on top. There's no reason we shouldn't have the expectation of winning. Uh, now, reality is they're going to be good. They're going to give us a fight, but we're at home. Uh, we're playing well. We should have confidence. Um, and there's no reason to walk on the floor thinking anything else but competing and winning. Some strong words from Mike Lozier there at the end. Seems like he's pretty confident. Yeah. I mean, he started off thinking he, you know, under underselling his team a little bit, saying, oh, I thought he'd go 3-1. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, after I, he seems like a coach who who witnessed what he had and is now a little bit more confident. I think he probably went into that tournament with a little bit of questions, wondering how this team's going to, to react to game mm-hmm. time and things like that. But but I think now he kind of sees like, okay, we, we still have a lot here, a lot of talent. And um, I just like his mindset. You know, I, I like the, the winning mentality. You know, we should expect to win. And I just think this team is just a team ready to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Enemy athletics, man, a lot of good teams, a lot of hype. The hockey team has some hype, men's basketball team, the volleyball team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good a lot of good teams, and this is just one of them. I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where this team's going to go this season. Mm-hmm. Now let's switch again. High school football now. Bit of an unusual week with Labor Day. So a couple teams are playing on Thursday. A couple are playing on Friday. Thursday games, Marquette at Traverse City Central on Thursday. Gwynn versus Manistique Thursday. Nagani at Calumet Thursday. Then on Friday, Westwood versus Iron Mountain. And Ishpeming versus Lakeland and Hubble. I learned today, Ishpeming has never played Lakeland and Hubble in football. Hmm. I so, didn't know that. I didn't know, you know, for their whole history of their program, you'd think at least once at some point they would have played, but mm-hmm. no, this will be the first matchup. Interesting, interesting to see. So I'd like Ishpeming as a team. They obviously dominated uh, Manistique fifty-two to nothing on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is like one of the teams that I think is one of the better teams. Um, that kind of a down year due to injuries last season, um, but it seems like they're getting uh, healthy. They got the skill guys back. And like uh, we talked about before, their lines, they're bigger this year. Um, so with, with the system they have in place and the guys they have blocking and then the guys obviously carrying the ball, I just think they, they have that formula mm-hmm. to win. So definitely looking forward to that. That Iron Mountain-Westwood game is going to be good. Um, two 1-0 teams. Iron Mountain, uh, kind of a surprise for me. Uh, I know Mar- Marcus Johnson is a great basketball player. Uh, I know he's a great athlete. He's an athlete. But he showed he can play football too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had a play against Nagani. He he hiked the ball, ran to the right, stopped on a dime, reverse field. As he's reversing field, he's looking downfield, has Charlie Gerhardt, and literally just launches it. Gerhardt able to shake off his defender. That kid mm-hmm. is a monster. Charlie Gerhardt sticks out. He sticks out. He's an athlete. He's big. I mean, his body type for a high schooler, I mean, he's he's muscular. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, I could, all I could picture was Aaron Rodgers throwing it up to Jimmy Graham oh, and coming man. down. Come on. La, I'm not saying that that's who they are, but come on, man. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Iron Mountain is one of those teams. If you could just have Marcus Johnson make plays, um, you know, that's that's going to be a tough out. So that's going to be a good game as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, we're just kind of getting we're just getting into it, man. Yeah. So make sure Friday, three p.m. and then again at five, 
join Jake and I for our coaches show. Mm-hmm. It'll be a recap slash preview show. Still going to have the Saturday coaches show as well, but it'll be a little bit of a different show. And then you gave the plug at the top of the show, but again, give your plug for your show. Right. The High School Sports Zone Football Edition Season 2 season premiere tonight at 7.30 on Local 3. Um, we're going to be revealing our rankings. We're, we have our Player of the Year watch. Uh, we have a nice uh, feature story on a team that I'm not going to name. Ooh. We're going to reveal our game of the week where we're going to be headed on Friday. Um, and then we just, you know, we, we kind of relive the, the previous week, give mm-hmm. our little talking points and, and our takes and things like that. Um, so it's, it's going to be fun, man. This is kind of just a, an opening show where we kind of just kind of reveal what's new and things like that. But um, we're going to definitely start diving into it a lot more uh, in depth and things like that in the following weeks. I think we have about 14 weeks or something like that uh, okay. of the show. And then we're going to take a little break and go into the basketball show. So this is season two. Like I said, we're just going to try to do it bigger and better than ever. So tune in tonight, 730 p.m. Eastern on Local 3. Now, I saw the video promo of you pulling the car. Was that like, was someone like pushing the gas pedal so it would it. move? No, I was pulling the car, man. I was pulling the car. You, you throw Are the you car. downhill? In, no, it was, it was a flat hill. I'm, this, is, this is the thing. Like, it wasn't as hard as it, as it might seem. You throw it in neutral, you kind of get the momentum going, and it just kind of, you know, it, it works. I had mm-hmm. the straps on. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't see the promo, it's me pulling a car with Calvin in it, saying, you know, we're not taking any days off this summer type of deal. Uh, but no, it wasn't as hard as I thought. I thought it was going to be really hard too, but hmm. it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. No TV magic there. Well, there's, you know, have you ever watched those World's Strongest Man competitions where they pull the, the semi trucks and mm-hmm. stuff? I thought it'd be maybe like maybe that. it was a little downhill. I don't know. Probably. I don't know because it was kind of rolling a little bit, so it might have been just a small slant. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. <laughs> Let's get to our college football preview series. When we come back, got to finish it up because the season starts tomorrow. Actually, got a, a Big Ten action tomorrow. More on Friday. So excited. <sighs> it's you. finally here. Thank you. Thank you. So is tomorrow the official football's back day? Because we've had a lot of those. It's tough. Even in the high school football season, there was a couple games last Thursday, but then mm-hmm. I kind of dubbed Friday as the official start. So I think, I think it's unofficial. So. Okay. Unofficial start. So we'll get to the rest of our preview predictions right after this here on the Sports Pen. To the sports pen. Here's Blake Play the $100,000 pigskin payday all season long at Ojibwa Casino, Barriga, and Marquette. Blake Froling, Jake Durant with you here on the Sports Pen, presented by John's Auto Marquette. We've got two segments left, so we've got to finish up our college football preview series. Mm-hmm. Took a break last week. We're back now. So let's give a big recap. Please, All I, right. I forget what I'm saying. Catch you up yeah. on everything. Okay. For Michigan, shocker, you have them at 9-0, mm-hmm. of course. Great season so far. Great season. Uh, I have them at 7-2 and two with losses to Michigan State and Wisconsin. For Michigan State, you have them at 7-2 and two with losses to Michigan and Northwestern. I have them at Very eight. random Northwestern loss. It's yeah. going to be one of those Saturdays where it just doesn't go right for State and Blake's crying. I wouldn't doubt it. There's For Michigan State, I always have the feeling that there will be one game they win that I thought they should lose, mm-hmm. and then one game they lose that I thought they should win. Mm-hmm. It happens all the it, time. It does. So I wouldn't be surprised. I have them at 8-1 and one, with the loss being to Penn State. So we have three games left for each team. Two of them for Michigan will be fairly easy to predict unless you're going with a massive hot take. And one of them for Michigan State would be pretty easy. Let's start with your Wolverines. Uh, we are caught up, so they will be at Rutgers. 
Are you going with the hot take and saying that this is a trap game? No. Not even close. No, I think uh, you uh, Michigan took Rutgers' will um, a few years back. I don't think Rutgers will ever beat Michigan ever again. Um, you know, they, they should just forfeit this one. Um, I think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, yeah, that's all I really have to say. Nothing's yeah, crazy. There's, there's really not much. There's not to much add. to say. I don't think Rutgers is that good. I don't, you know, it just seems like a program that, like we said, should not even be in the league. No, um, they should be an AAC team. Right, exactly. They might uh, I know I know UM just lost a big target, um, Tariq Black, who I thought is their best receiver. Um, but I think they got some young guys coming in. Nico Collins is going to have to step up. I think he's he's going to be good. Donovan People Jones, he came in as the number one wide receiver. I mean, this is it. They still have Grant Perry too. Grant Perry, who's been solid, but this not is spectacular. It. This is it. So. We did all these rankings, or predictions, I should say, before that news. If you had known that, would you have changed the outcomes? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe maybe I might have them losing a game, maybe. Maybe the, maybe the state game. Do you, well, want, I think do you want to make that no. change? Because since it is still technically... I can't go back on my word. Okay, but I'm just saying, I'm giving you the opportunity. No. Because we're 9-0. We're 9-0. Not... We're, right. right. we're going 10-0 after this Rutgers game. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can't exactly argue with you on this Rutgers one. I, I don't have much to add. I had I, th- I have the scores forty five to ten. It's not bad. What about you? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like fifty two to seven. Fifty two to seven. Ouch. <clears throat> they 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 should probably just start a guy like uh, Joe Milton or uh, Maybe it, McCaffrey or something. Right. Maybe maybe if uh, you know Patterson will go out there, it'll, they'll realize okay, this isn't going to be a game. And then they get some guy in there to get mm-hmm. some experience. This could be one of those games. Treat it like an exhibition game. Mm-hmm. You know, get 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 everybody in there, get some experience. Right. So that's that's a guaranteed win. I cannot say anything about that. Michigan State that week, however, does not have a guaranteed win. They will be welcoming Ohio State to Spartan Stadium. This one, good one, has the feeling of a game that they should lose, but they might win. I am. I wouldn't the thing even... is, the thing is, is Michigan State. They they've had some success against OSU. Mm-hmm. I think Beat you them know, on the road, and, and it's at Spartan Stadium. Yep. I might have to go. I might have to go MSU on this one. Really? I really might have to. Wow. It's, it's, it's it hurts me. It pains me. It's hard to predict when Michigan State will beat Ohio State because they beat them on the road on a last second field right. goal, but and then the the next year they lost at home during the three and nine season by one point only. And if Mark D'Antonio didn't, I think if he didn't go for two on one of the plays, it would have been tied, and mm-hmm. then who knows what would have happened. So that could have changed. And then last year, we thought might be a good chance to get another road win. They get absolutely destroyed. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to tell which Michigan State team is going to show up against Ohio State. Right. That's my only problem. That's very true. I just This game just makes me sick. I just can't even watch this game. It's just disgusting. The two worst, most hated teams. I hate OSU more, so that's why I kind of go with MSU here. Do you actually root for Michigan State during this game or just passively watch it? I I don't root for anybody, dude. I'm just sitting there ill, honestly. Um, Sitting there ill. I'm just sick, dude. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, that's when I start to kind of question life Mm -hmm. and where I'm at and things like that. Okay. What I want to really two, become. Two ridiculously successful programs playing it out. Right. Um, a little envy. And it's usually a good game, and it, it just makes me just makes me mad. This could be a college game day game. You pre- it, it really could be. It really could be. I think State's going to win it. I think they'll win it by three. Mm, okay. I think a lot depends on the health 
of the secondary at the time. Sure, health is big. Mm-hmm. Health is a very big thing too. Uh, they Michigan State always struggles with Ohio State running quarterbacks all the time. So I I, I question that if they can get Josiah Scott back healthy by that game, I will be a lot more confident. I think the linebackers are great. The secondary is good if they stay healthy, mm-hmm. and if that happens, Michigan State can win. I'm just a lot of a lot of things that need to happen. I know, I know. And then Ohio State, I know maybe they'll be just fine through all the Supermeyer stuff. They maybe there will be. be some turmoil. Uh, new quarterback in Dwayne Haskins looks legit. Looked good against Michigan. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they have a good quarterback coming in. It's Ohio State. They have players. Mm-hmm. So, what's your final score for this game? I think it's going to be uh, it's it's going to be a three point game. I think it's going to be twenty seven twenty four. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. Oh man! I say Michigan State's going to win. Yep. Late second field goal. Matt Coglin again, clutch. Mm-hmm. I I just have such a I don't want to seem like a homer if I pick Michigan State, but you picking Michigan State has kind of helped me out a little. I bit. I will never, ever pick Ohio State to win a game. I don't care. Really? I do not care. If we did Ohio State predictions, I will have them at zero and ten right now, and I know it's ridiculous. That is very ridiculous. I'm sorry. Despise Ohio State. Sorry to Ohio State fans out there. I'm no, just you're a, not. I'm just a really, you know, I'm salty, man. I'm salty. 34-31 Michigan State. Ooh. Shootout. I just. Damn. You see, I thought I had a high score. I mean, I just, maybe, it's, maybe it might be a defensive battle. I don't know. It's, it depends on the weather, too. That's true. These teams play That's... shootouts and, and sloppy games, right. too. Yeah. You true. know, this is in November. You know what? I'm actually going to change that. 17-14. Ooh. Talk to you it. Yeah. The weather's going to be sloppy at that point. It's probably going to be raining. Yeah. Anytime Michigan and Michigan State, it's just monsoons for some reason. I was just going to say, I wonder if Ohio State fans would use weather as an excuse, too, when Ooh. they lose to Michigan. Hey, man, it was messed up. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm Put just... us on a drive field. No, <laughs> no comment at all. We're going to move oh, on. Man. Next up for Michigan now, after the Rutgers game, they come back home to face another tough opponent, Indiana. Indiana scares me. They should. They they uh, they scared Michigan last year, right? They, they, I mean, they always play them tough. It's always kind of like a grind, grinded out game. I'm, I'm going to go Michigan in this one, too. Going out on a limb. Going out on a limb. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, though. Okay. Indiana's not really known for their defense, but they seem to kind of give Michigan I, I, fits I, it, for whatever true. reason. I don't know what it is. This might be one of those games where Michigan kind of shoots themselves in the foot a little bit. Okay. I'm going to just go. It's it's going to be, I'm going to just say 20-14 to 14 Michigan. Yuck. Yeah. That's a terrible it's game. Be, it's, there's always one where it's just like, ugh. I think it'll be close in the first half. I'm going to say Indiana will be up 14 to 10 in the first half mm. and then Michigan will win 31-14. Okay. It's one of those things where the, they're going to be showing Jim Harbaugh like this is it. It's Jim yep. Harbaugh's job. He's going to be throwing the headset. Yeah, like, what's going on? They're like, going to look is, like trash. You're going to be like what? Is Ward Manuel starting a, a search right now during right. halftime for new coach? Yeah, it's going to be one of them. And yeah. then they'll come back and win. Yep. I I can see it. And I will be excited in the first half and then crushed in the second half, which is, you know, that's fine. I'm ready for it. This game scares me. Here's a hot take for Michigan State. This game we're about to predict scares me more than the Ohio State game. Michigan State at Nebraska. I hate when Michigan State plays Nebraska. Yeah. 
Nebraska has a lot, of, you know, a lot of, I guess, things to figure out. But I, I think you know, they, there's a lot of optimism there, a lot of potential there. Uh, they they seem to always have. Obviously, it's Nebraska. It's a, it's a traditional, you know, big time school football school. So I'm big on Scott Frost too. Right, Scott Frost. That's uh, the head coach there. Um, turning this thing around, it could be a trap game. It's in Nebraska at Nebraska. Right after Ohio State, which according to us will be a big victory, victory. you know, very emotional. Very true. You go on the road. I think the last time Michigan State played Nebraska on the road was 2015, and they lost. And I thought it was going to torpedo their playoff chances. They were fortunate enough to still get in, but I just bad things happen at Nebraska, no matter what kind of team they have. And because of that, I'm going to give the Spartans a big L. I am this too. This week. I am too. I just don't think they can. I think here's what's going to happen. If they lose to Ohio State, they beat Nebraska. If they beat Ohio State, they mm. lose to Nebraska. Yep. That's how I think this is going to play out. Yep, I agree. Dang. Mm. It just hurts even just. So what, I have them at 7-3 and three now? Yes. Uh, or 8-3. 8-3. Eight eight and three. Eight and three. Eight and three. So uh, do you want to give a score for this one? I'll give a score for this one. Uh, I'm just going to keep it at 28. 21 all TDs mm. just typing that out here this is just 24 14 this is just going to be an absolute ugly game the work he's not going to look good it's probably going to be sloppy out again I just I just don't like playing Nebraska they should go back to the big 12 they have no business being in the big 10 right just get rid of Nebraska Maryland and Rutgers life would be just beautiful it would be great yeah. wouldn't it it would be just have one giant Big Ten instead of these two divisions. Exactly. It would be absolutely perfect. So that's a loss. So to recap, now we have – you have Michigan still undefeated, 11-0. and 0. Nice. Uh, I have them at 9-2. and two. I think you would take 9-2, and two, though, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, I'll at take this nine point. I'll take 9-2. Michigan State, you have them at 8-3. and three. I have them at 9-2. and two. So – both, if you average those out, both teams would still be in the hunt for the Big Ten championship mm-hmm. game, I think. Coming into the final week of the season, gulp, the face Jake is making is just exactly what you would expect because yeah. he knows what's coming up. I know what's coming up, and I know what's going to happen mm-hmm. if this is the scenario that I'm painting. Right. So we will preview that game, the game, the after game. this here on the Sports Pen. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Blake Froling. Play the $100,000 pigskin payday all season long at Ojibwe Casino, Barriga, and Marquette. Blake Froling, Jake Durant with you. Final segment here on the sports pen presented by John's Auto Marquette. Before we wrap up our college football preview series, you were kind of scrolling through the comments on a Bleach Report article mm-hmm. about Aaron, was Aaron Rodgers' new deal. Yeah, Aaron so, Rodgers, the, the breaking deal. Right, so some I'm sure some very um, educated opinions, you know, very smart thoughts. Right. Why don't you read a couple to us? You know, there's some good ones. I, I, I love reading the comments and just seeing what people have to say. Um, this first one by this guy named Isaac. Meanwhile, Tom Brady constantly restructures his contract so his team can get good players that help them win. I wonder why the Patriots have a shot every single year. I mean, oh, very true. Um, the Packers are living the meme. Are are they 
are living the meme where you have fifteen dollars to spend on a team. They just spent fourteen ninety nine of it on Rogers. <laughs> this of, one's really good. Like if the Cowboys suck. Uh, I'm um, sure you hit like on that. Yeah. My Packers winning the NBA Finals for the next four years. Every Packer fan since 2018. <laughs> um, Danica Patrick crashes into his bank account. <laughs> um, These are good. Yeah, let me see. Let's see here. It's like paying top dollar for a used car. Rogers has been great, but this isn't some 67 fully restored Mustang. Ooh. Um, Do you agree with any of these? I, I, you know, it seems like the, the direction it's going, people are not happy. Um, are not happy about it. And we'll have no money for a defense. Kind of true. Now I just hope they're too broke to trade for an extend Mac, of course. Which they are. That, you know, they are. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, it just looks, it it just looks like yeah, bunch of negative reviews. Just a bunch of. Are you, are you surprised? Somebody said, I don't know if this is true. That's two point seven five million a game, minus preseason and playoffs. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Are you worried now? OBJ wants to renegotiate. <laughs> are you worried by any of these comments? Are, is there any kind I mean, of truth? You think it, there might be. I mean, that's what I was just saying. It. You know, you kind of work. The thing about on Aaron Rodgers and what he was saying, he wants to sign a deal that doesn't totally, you know, I guess hurt the Packers when it talks about bringing players in. Um, that's why, you know, reading the details, you kind of were, were wondering. They wanted to find a middle ground where the Packers still had some sort of money to keep bringing in players to help um, Aaron. Aaron deserves a contract. He's been get, getting underpaid pretty much his whole career, um, other than those first few years. Right. You know what I mean? So we're going to look back on this in a couple of years and say, "Wow, he's underpaid." Exactly. Again. Yep. And it's so, just a cycle. It's a cycle. So I mean, I like what they have going on right now. I think the window's still open. Uh, maybe towards the end, it might hurt a little bit, but right now, you got to just have to go with what you got. It, it, the big key here is his longevity. How mm-hmm. long can he sustain this level of performance, and how long can he stay healthy? Because mm-hmm. if he keeps Health up at a Tom Brady pace, then he's worth every penny. Exactly. But. If he starts to decline, then that's when things get ugly. Yep. yep. He's not giving that money back. Oh, no. He's not giving that money back. I think he's going to be able to, to kind of be one of those Tom Brady-esque and play later into his years. I think he he has so much skill in, in his, his arm, uh, you know, the way he throws the ball and in the way he, he's accurate. I just think his arm will still, you know, hold on. His legs might go a little bit, speed or, or whatnot, but I just think he has the smarts, the savvy. And I just think, you know, he, he, he'll be able to make those throws uh, later on into his career. So yeah. I think he'll be he, – he seems like a guy that can transition and, and figure things out once his skills start to diminish. I think he's a smart enough guy. Yeah, I don't think there should be any negative reviews to this. Anytime you have a franchise quarterback, you need to lock him up, even right. if it's an overpay. Mm-hmm. All quarterbacks are overpaid and underpaid, I think, at the same time. Whereas in terms of how much more money they make for the rest of the team – Probably a little too much, but all the teams that don't have quarterbacks stink, no matter how good the rest of their units are. Exactly. So if you have a guy like this, you have to throw the bank at him. Mm-hmm. So there should look be no the, remorse. Yeah, you look at the Broncos. What did they have to do to get that ring? They had to bring in Peyton Manning. Yeah, he was at the tail end of his career, but he was still a quarterback that knew how to win and things mm-hmm. like that. And they're still trying to just do it with a mediocre quarterback and a great defense, and it's not working. Right. Um, Houston Texans, think, great defense, right. no quarterback. I'm just saying, if you're a Packer fan, look at the alternative of not signing Aaron Rodgers. What is it? Now it's Deshaun Kaiser. It's Deshaun Kaiser, Tim and Boyle. it's, and it's uh, a bleak, bleak future. Mm-hmm. So at least you're going to be relevant for the next so many years. Mm-hmm. 
um, with Aaron playing, there's always a chance that you have a Super Bowl shot. Mm-hmm. Now let's finish up our college football preview. Do we have to? Yes. Oh, okay. You were just trying to go as long as you could because we have the game to get to now. Michigan at Ohio State. Can I just chalk you up for a loss here? I have a setup to where I have just heartbreak. Michigan has a dream season. Everything's going good, and then here comes Ohio State. I've just had so much heartbreak with these games. You know, it's it's really hard, and I know Jim Harbaugh's due. He's due for one. I just don't know if it's going to happen this year. Oh. I just don't think it's going to happen, man. I want to be a realist in this game. First I think time it's, in the season. First time. First time in the season. I just, I just don't. I, they, they just can't get it done. I just don't know. Is Shea Patterson the answer? Will he be the X factor? Will this defense still be top five? Uh, will they have any? You know, will the run game be there? Will these younger receivers be be ready to rock this game? And can they pull it all together in a game that's going to be so much pressure is going to be on Michigan to win this game? You know, Ohio State has kind of run Michigan for the past so many years, especially in Jim Harbaugh's tenure. I think all the pressure will be on Michigan to win this game, and I just think something's going to happen. You're going to be a phantom call. There's just going to be something <laughs> that's going to happen, and Michigan is going to lose this probably by like a point. How mad would you be if there just was a fourth and one situation or something at any point in the game? I would be just really mad. Yeah. I think what's going to happen is Ohio State's going to drive late, and they're going to win it by like a point. Okay. They might even go for two just to, just just to, to get the extra just to get, point. No, just to get that point and win the game in regulation. Oh, okay. Go, go all in. Yeah, the, the Michigan might be up seven with like a minute 30 kick it off i'm gonna be sitting there sweating um and i'm gonna watch ohio state drive down the field and score with probably like 14 seconds left on the clock i feel bad for you but i also kind of don't i know i have i'm looking at worst case scenario just because i don't want to set myself up Mm -hmm. for for disappointment that's smart that's what i do with the lions Mm -hmm. i always think the worst maybe i'll reverse jinx it there you go i have them losing 24 23 this is just gonna be so close it's gonna be close it always is Mm -hmm. i just so, in your scenario, this is their first loss, 11-1. and one. So, they're still there. Would they still, in your mind, make the Big Ten championship game? Or do you think Ohio State would be undefeated? Or also with just one loss? Well, they would have to have one loss because you picked Michigan, Michigan State. State. Thank you, State. Uh, Ohio State would probably make you know, Ohio State would be there. They would have to just by default. So that so would, would both knock have you. One loss. So this game would knock us out of the Big Ten championship. And, and, and out of the playoffs. Out of the playoffs. Oh, my God. It just got even just worse got, as just, you made that realization, yeah. huh? Yeah. Give me a score for this one. So you have I think it's going to be a point too, man. I think it's going to be one point. I think it's going to be, you know, I want to go a little bit higher scoring just because I think, I, I do think Shea, Shea Patterson will have this offense going, but the defenses are pretty good. I'm just going to, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go 21-20. 21-20, yeah. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. To end the magical run. So many tears shed in Ann Arbor. The hot seat. Even after that, if if this exact scenario played out for Michigan, would Jim Harbaugh be on the hot seat? I think he's always going to be on the hot seat. Would he get fired or anything? I don't think so. No. But being on the hot I, I think he's going to be on the hot seat. Okay. He's always going to be on the hot seat until he actually starts winning this Ohio State, Michigan State. So would you consider that season disappointment? I guess later on in the season, later on after the season's over, I would kind of look back and be like, "All right, it still was a good season, one loss. Maybe we'd win the bowl game that we're in. Mm-hmm. It'd be okay." But yeah, it would be a disappointment. That would be anytime you lose to OSU, 
And if right. if it happened the way I'm predicting it, where it knocks him out of the playoffs in the Big Ten championship, I'd say it's a failure. Failure of season. That would be probably a New Year's Six Bowl, probably the Rose Bowl. It'd be one of the better bowls. You It'd know? have to be. It had to be. They'd be the one team like just out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's I think that's Rose Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when that, how many times? How many teams in America would say you won the Rose Bowl and that was a disappointment? Not a, not a, not many. Not <laughs> many teams. I don't know if there's ever been that. No. I'm one of those guys. You know. I, I could be completely wrong, and they could have three losses and beat Ohio State. I think I would be happy. So you'd prefer that? I think I'd prefer that this year, I think. Wow. It's it's like that because just the way they've just dominated mm-hmm. Mich- Michigan, it, we're due for one. But that doesn't mean it always will come true. True. Let's we'll finish up Michigan State Rutgers. I know. The, the grand finale, really. This, uh, do you have any... Any no. comments on this game? No, I, I don't even know what to say about Rutgers. But State, State will win it. This will be a somewhat must-win, but it's like, come on, right. it's Rutgers. They're going to win. Mm-hmm. So it'll be important, but it won't feel like it because it's Rutgers uh, just for their positioning in bowls. Mm-hmm. And maybe if Ohio State falters or Michigan falters, Penn State, you know, it's going to be so close right. that, you know, everyone is still going to count 42-13. Michigan State. Ooh, that's close to what I had. I'm, I'm just going to 42-10. Oh, okay. All right. Great minds think alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's do our final tally here. For Michigan, you have them finishing 11-1. and I have Michigan at – what do I have them at, actually? I have them at 9-3. and Okay. So somewhere in there, I think, yeah, is a reasonable. It's pretty reasonable. Yeah, nine and three to eleven and one. They lose two games. Yeah, Michigan State, you have them at nine and three. I have them at ten and two. I think that's pretty much the range that most people would guess for Those both. Those are all teams. pretty realistic. I I might be pushing on the eleven and one for Michigan, a but bit. I I gotta set you know I gotta try to talk it into into existence mm-hmm. here. Did you hear Skip Bayless pick Michigan to win it all? I didn't, but that was yesterday. Ooh, that I'm gonna have to watch that. That torpedoes your chances, you know. I know that's terrible. You're done. I'm. I actually feel bad for Michigan fans that Skip Bayless picked them. It's just the kiss of death. It's the kiss of death. Mm. Sorry. Hey, I didn't pick them winning at all. Okay. So, So, since we have about a minute and a half here, what's your playoff? Now I'm not gonna go out on a limb here. This is gonna be very just blah. But I'm gonna go Alabama. Obviously, I said Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. You're asking me? I know this is your pick. Yeah, Georgia. Georgia. I had the same teams, except this is finally the year Wisconsin beats Ohio State. Mm. That's the only change. I have Wisconsin making it. They've been so close. They've been running the Big Ten West and then just running into, usually, Ohio State. This is finally the year they get them. I just have a feeling it's going to be an ugly game. Haskins is going to throw at least two picks. I don't really like to go chalk, really, because there's always like one team that kind of just sneaks in. Chalk but, never works. No, it never works, but I'm just going safe right now. Yeah, that's pretty much what I see. I, know, I think Washington was, is like a weird pick that mm-hmm. people are – I saw like Oklahoma was a pick. Some people are, are kind of there for. So maybe, maybe one of those type of teams. I don't trust Washington. I don't trust Washington either. They're just not a football school. No. They're, they're not. They've had some pretty good teams, though. Right. And players come through there, but when it comes down to it, they can't win that big one. Right. They don't have the clutch gene. Mm-hmm. Just like they showed, was it two years ago when they got blown out in yeah. the playoff? They had a really potent offense, mm-hmm. really good team. 
I still didn't believe in them back then, though. No. They just don't have it. No. So they're out. Oklahoma, who they have Kyler Murray as their quarterback, the baseball player. He's making like about as much money as his coach. Right. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. crazy. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right, we're done. Anyways, that's, yeah, that's we're just on the same wavelength right now. It's kind of weird. Thanks again, Jake, for coming in. Thanks for having me, man. You're listening to ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.